Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to may have adult language and discuss adult themes not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Howdy, ladies and gentlemen, bench warmers of all ages. Welcome in to episode 169 of the Fire Under the Bench podcast. Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant getting set for conference championship weekend. It is the time to separate who's going to punch their ticket out to Las Vegas and play at Allegiant Stadium this year for Super Bowl 58. Um, we have the matchup set. We're going to talk about what happened in the divisional rounds. Um, so far, the pick them, it's a difference of one game that we picked differently. I took a swing. It didn't really go all that well. And uh, yeah, now here we are. I'm sitting with about a 10-point deficit. We'll be able to to make things up. I would like to win back-to-back pickums if at all possible. Uh, I'm I'm greedy like that. But Nico, uh, I was it, the divisional round sometimes proves to be the best of all of the the rounds of the playoffs. Um, I wouldn't say it was great this year, but there were a couple games that were super important. Came down to the wire, and we saw teams cement legacies. We saw teams prove things wrong. Um, Basically, everybody tuned in to the outside noise this week is kind of what I was gathering. And there's a lot of people playing with chips on their shoulder. The weather, weather was a factor. Um, let, let's uh, before we get into everything, let, let's talk about, you know, just general thoughts on, on divisional weekend. So well, well, every, everything across the board was just like there, there was there was big time storylines, as I said last week, like all across the board. You had players returning back to teams. You had you had. The, Man- the Manning Brady, if you want to call it, of this era, go against each other. Even though one of the slides have never won in the playoffs, um, you have you have a- you had a lot of a lot of things just going across the board that that made you think like the number one seeds. Re- you realized they were still the number one seeds. Yeah, it took them a half to get adjusted back to football after basically having a bye week and then not playing your starters in week 18. And then you had uh, you you had some the Cinderellas. You had a Cinderella team still. And uh, yes, they were a home team twice. I don't care. I'm still going to call it a Cinderella team because it's the Cinderella man of the Eminem world. Okay, so Detroit Lions are still a Cinderella team, and frankly, they're probably the odd man out if you look at the four teams left. But it is wild how far we've gotten to this point. And I have zero doubts that this is the best four teams in football. I, I the Bills, the Bills. I would have, I, I would have said the Bills are a better team than the Chiefs going into last week, but the Chiefs showed why, that, why they're the Chiefs. Fortunately or unfortunately, and and now it is in the hands of one man um, from 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 helping us all, saving us all from the Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Uh, it, it sucks that we're relying on a running back to to, to lead us to the promised land. But you know what? I love Smash Mouth football, Jimmy. You love Smash Mouth football. Let's hope that that running back and quarterback can give us not Taylor Swift to the Super Bowl because that's all. All I'm asking for at this point, I don't care what happens on the other side. Just please, God, please don't do this to me. I, 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 I ask a few things. Please, 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 please do not do this. You got you muted, Jim. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We'll have our picks later on in the show for the Pick'em standings and the championship weekend. Uh, be sure to follow at FEO3Pod. We have a few new people tuning in. So be sure to hit the subscribe button, like the video, uh, comment down below what you guys think is going to happen. Biggest takeaways from 
divisional round because that's what our first topic is going to be. We're also going to catch back up on basketball and hockey. Basketball's at the all-star break, or excuse me, NHL's at the all-star break. Basketball is coming up fairly soon. Um, a lot of things that are going on, and then also some new head coaching hires in the NFL. So there's a, a few topics we're going to get to. We are live once again for the playoffs, just like we said. Be sure to not only check out our page, but follow the Variety Sports Network at, over at the VSN channel, and then also at Variety underscore sports underscore on all the social media platforms there. Uh, we'll, we'll just go and kind of start from where where things began. We have the number one seed in the AFC, it, uh, similar to what you could say on the other side, but close for a half. And Baltimore in the second half really just kind of bought, bodied Houston. Houston looked tired like they'd been a team trying Houston, to fight for their lives Houston in the playoffs. looked like a rookie, rookie, like a team with a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach in the playoffs. That's exactly what they looked like because from top to bottom, Lamar Jackson owned that defense and that defensive line absolutely made life living hell off CJ Stroud. That, that, the Texas could not get anything going. Running game, passing game, poor CJ Stroud got thrown to the Wolves. Um, and, and the Ravens decided to tee off, especially in, in M&T. I think it's M&T Big Stadium. I think that's what it's called in Baltimore. That stadium was going crazy. And it, like I said, that they have, that's, the city of Baltimore has not hosted an AFC championship game, I believe, since the 60s. Or maybe it was the 70s. I remember seeing that stat. When they went, made the Super Bowl uh, before Niners, they, they went on the road, I believe, to New England they beat us in the first round and they they have not hosted an AFC championship in that long so it has been a very very long time since that big of a playoff game has been in the city of baltimore and the city of baltimore is absolutely crazy absolutely crazy with with crime and and, and crazy motherfuckers it's the philadelphia it's it's south philadelphia or maybe it's east west i don't know geography this is why you're the teacher and i'm not so i i i think that i think that unfortunately houston just ran into the buzzsaw and they made it a game. It was a game in the first half, and then, I, and like I said last week, the, the having Week 18 guys sit out, and then also the bye, I think hurt both them and San Francisco 49ers because both teams started out very, very slow. Sorry, both very, very slow, and that affected them. They obviously picked it up because they they were as good of teams as they are. But it's going to something to take in consideration if you're a number one seed going forward, because like I said, I both these teams were way too damn good for these games to be that close in the first half against teams that were far, far inferior. I feel like it's totally different stories, even though they are kind of similar outcomes. But the Ravens, they just started slow. I don't think the 49ers really looked like they came back up to 100% after those bye weeks. I think that you still have guys out of sync. And if Debo Samuel doesn't play, that's going to be a, a big storyline. Um, but obviously with the Ravens being able to just kind of stomp out the Texans, the 49ers beat the Packers. It was a bad play by Jordan Love. Didn't really understand the situation. Threw something it back about, across his body. Something about guys that have worn that green and throwing across their body with, with chances to win the playoffs. Something about it. You had two timeouts or something crazy like that. It, it was an idiotic move. Idiotic. Even though Jordan Love, he made me a believer. I think that Green Bay is going to be a team to deal with next year. I'm still it's, a believer. Uh, I'm still absolutely still a believer that, that he can be the best quarterback, one of the best. Like I said, he's going to be a top five quarterback going into NFC next year. Unless some wild trade from the AFC goes to the NFC with, with Lamar, Mahomes, or Allen or whatever, he's going to be a top five quarterback in, in the NFC. There's zero doubt about that. And it's 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 the rags to riches, It's but it's no rags. It's all riches and getting quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. It must be nice. Um, but, yeah, it's, Jordan Love and CJ Stroud both looked like rookie quarterbacks. Yes, Jordan Love's not a rookie. I get it. But it's his rookie for, first year in the playoffs as, as 
as, as a starter, as a full-time starter. So it's a little bit different, a lot different structure and a lot, a lot different hype, especially being on the road. And both guys played well enough. They played well enough to get themselves to a point where they, they, they had a chance, they had the chances, but they're, they both teams have showed showed that they weren't ready for the big time yet. Uh, the Packers are the youngest team. So you kind of have to think that the future is bright. Matt LaFleur, uh, basically coached his way into this round with the team that he had. Hopefully, if they get some offensive linemen, they could have some hope going towards next season. Is there any disappointment, though? Because you were I – mean, you dominated that game, and you let them you, – you lost that game more so than I think San Francisco won. They made a few plays at the end, and Purdy finally had a good quarter. But you definitely had the chances to put the nail in the coffin in that game, and you just couldn't do it. So is there disappointment now? I mean, worst draft pick. So how are you going to fix the holes that are you know are present? And you're still young. You're going to have to pay Jordan Love. There's rumors now flying around that he's going to become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I don't. I, mean, I, I highly doubt because the Packers have been one thing about their quarterbacks is they've been very very smart with giving quarterbacks enough enough money to where they're happy, but not enough money to where they can't fill the rest of the roster out. Look at the Aaron Rodgers teams. Look at Favre's teams. They still have great weapons around them. And like I said, what you just said, youngest team in the NFL like youngest team in the NFL. That means if you do decide to shove Jordan Love some money, it's going to mean that, yeah, these you're going to lose some pieces, but it's mostly young guys in your roster that are still on their first or second contract, which in the long run still helps you out big time. So it's it's, it's pieces that can that, – that honestly, that you may look like, yeah, we're too young in the position. Let's try to get a veteran, right? It's veteran guys. They're the lowest team, last team in the playoffs, seventh seed, no one, no one thought that they'd make the playoffs. Hell, even be, have a better record than Aaron Rodgers' Jets after he leaves. Like it's, it's, it's an absolute win for for the Packers. It sucks that the kicker should he get the blame. I don't think all the blame goes on him, but the fact that they could have uh, took a seven point lead where that Purdy drive, which was incredible, he did an excellent job that drive, could have just tied the game. You had no chance. Could have made life a little bit easier on your young quarterback, but. That's that's a hearsay. She say. I just, I it, I feel bad. I feel bad, but then again, I don't because they have racks to riches and, and they just love love spouting out legendary quarterbacks. And I'm not saying Jordan loves a legendary quarterback, but if he continues playing like this, I would highly doubt that he would not be, come away with the Super Bowl at the end of his he, career. He could be. There could be that on the horizon. Uh, Matt Lafleur still has yet to get past an NFC Championship game because you know he ran into Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Uh, from Tampa that and, one year. And the Packers still struggling to beat the 49ers in the playoffs. 0-5 oh, yeah. now since since Aaron Rodgers, uh, Alex Smith, <laughs> the buckle, funny enough. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Packers have won a Super Bowl in that time period, but it's been 15, 16 years, whatever, however long it's been. Kind of funny, but interesting. I don't think San Francisco was in the playoffs the last time they won the Super Bowl. I think they've had to be totally not involved for Green Bay to have success. I think that they, you can take a lot of positives out of it, but there is like this little piece in the back of your mind, like, okay, now we have zero room for error. I know that we've, we seem to have found our quarterback. So congratulations. Every you outlasted everybody telling you that you were stupid for taking him, but now you have to make this produce. And how are you going to add things around him? And Packers have a, a lot of big decisions. What do you think of the 49ers performance? Are they able to just flip? Are they one of those teams like we saw the Chiefs in 2019 where they can go down in every game and be able to come back? Or was this just 
a mixture of a really poor performance coming off a lot of rest and the weather just not helping at all. Brock Purdy struggled in the first three quarters of the game. He, he was terrible for the first literally three what is it for 60 minutes 60 minute game first 40 or 45 minutes of the game he was horrendous absolutely horrendous it, big time brock did come up in the fourth quarter and he proved ball out and maybe it was the weather maybe it was that but this team is way too talented to be down in these type of games i said it last week this team will be favored against every team they play in the playoffs i will stand on that they they, they make the super bowl they play baltimore they play against the kansas city they'll be favored because you have two of the best pass rushers in football, Chase Young and Nick Bosa. You have one of the best linebackers in football, and, and, and you have one of the best offensive weaponry of all time, of all time. And, and, and like this is, a, this is a weaponry group with, with a top tight end of this generation, a top running back of this generation, two receivers that have broken single-season receiving yard records for your team that had Jerry Rice on it. Like, like this, this, it doesn't get much better than this. Weapon wise for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, Jerry Rice is all that. Yeah, they had some great teams with Frank Gore, blah, blah, blah. This is the best weapon read the San Francisco 49ers have ever had. And I will stand on the fact that this team will come down to one person, one person, and it's Brock Purdy, unfortunately. And this team will go as far as he takes them because this, but this team is way, 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 way too talented to, to, to be, be that close to the game. Hell, losing that close to, that, to a team that barely made the playoffs. Plain and simple. Barely made the playoffs. So if they would have lost, it would have been all hell breaking loose. Brock Purdy's career would be done. I would I would, I would say that right now. If the Packers would have won that game, that team would have been way too talented to lose to the worst team in the playoffs. But they won. They found a way. Brock Purdy found a way. And that that's the past. Now Brock Purdy's won a playoff game, another, another one, another playoff game. And now they set themselves up to host another a- NFC championship. Well, not host, but get, get themselves back into a position where they can go back to the Super Bowl. What they, was the they thing? do host this weekend? They do, yes. What was yep. the thing last year, right? They they were they were playing Philadelphia really, really good. The Brock Purdy has, I think it's the finger, maybe it's the elbow. I don't remember what it was. Where he literally can't throw the football. Josh Johnson comes in the game, Christian McCaffrey's considered throwing the, the game, and they have no chance. Unfortunately, it's the same thing this week because you look on the other side, there's a hungry hungry team over there that, that that has nothing to lose. Nothing. It is it is a Cinderella run of all Cinderella runs. And at this point, everything is even more icing on the cake. That is true. And that's talking about the Lions defeating the Buccaneers 31 to 23. Dan Campbell on the year anniversary, I think three-year anniversary of him being hired, wins that game to get the, the Lions into their first NFC championship game since 1991 it would have been awesome if they hosted i was rooting for the packers just for that sake and it would have been cool to see the two division rivals in the championship game it it doesn't happen all that often and uh, it would have just been a, a cool story but we get the matchup they get there finally jared goff kind of rewriting his own career because yeah he had the run with mcveigh but he was kind of cast out as the reason why mcveigh wasn't going to be able to win the big one and when you have that doubt put on you as a player as mentally strong as you like to consider yourself being that's going to be a tough thing to overcome and he it took him getting into a place like this with Dan Campbell who let's face it was hearing the same things when Nick Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni it was on this show I'm pretty sure we made fun of them for a full 30 minutes after their introductory press conferences because we're going to bite kneecaps on the way up and uh, we're playing some rock paper scissors with those two but look what they've done in the last three years since being hired. Sirianni has had the Eagles in the playoffs all three seasons, went to the Super Bowl one year, 
The Lions have a, a 60 minute matchup. In 30 years. <laughs> yeah. First playoff win in 30 years. And you have a 60 minute matchup away from going to the Super Bowl, from being in Las Vegas. And look, Dan Campbell has me wanting to bite some kneecaps off. Like, legit. That Look, Jared, there's, there's very, very few quarterbacks in today's age where if they're, if they're 30 years and younger and they've made the Super Bowl, right? Let's not forget, Jared Goff has been in a Super Bowl, played in a Super Bowl. Yeah, it was one of the worst Super Bowls of all time because of how low scoring it was. And they never it was stood 90s a football to a T. They, they never stood a chance in that game. But he's been to a Super Bowl. There's not very many quarterbacks in today's age that have been to a Super Bowl and got traded all before they've been 30, right? All before they've been 30. There's guys that have made the Super Bowl, maybe traded down the line, maybe won it, whatever. Not many guys have done it under 30, and, and, and the team that they left won a Super Bowl right after. This guy was cast off. And, and look, Jared Goff, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Amon Ra, Jameer Gibbs, they have – and Penny Sewell specifically. Those guys uh, have – Josh taken, Reynolds, Jameson Williams, those, those guys have, Those guys have all taken the identity of Detroit. Like It, yeah. it, it, it is Detroit – the city, the team—that is—that is what this team is embodying, and, and that's what you need. That's what you need when you're a quote-unquote mid-major team. Unfortunately, I, I love bringing that term up, but it is a mid-major team because when you have the Packers, who are one of the most storied franchises of all time in your division, you have the Bears, who were really good for a very long time. Vikings have always been good. Look, you have always been the bottom tier. Unfortunately, outside you had two of the greatest players in the division's history, but you've never been the team to be able to get over the hump. Plain and simple. You had Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, and that's it. That's it for 50, 60 years of football. Now you have a bunch of ugly motherfuckers, cast-offs that nobody fucking wanted that, that, that have said, you know what, it's our time, and, and we're standing up for our city, and Detroit has done everything and so much more with it. I would like to make a rebuttal because I'm going to talk about the heartbeat and the, the soul of this Detroit Lions team, which is Frank Ragnow, the center. I wanted Frank Ragnow when he was drafted a pick before the Cincinnati Bengals in his draft year. I did want him and, and, on my and team. Penny Sewell, and Penny Sewell. And, well, I didn't necessarily I, – I didn't resign myself. We needed Chase at that point and needed to re, is, reconnect. There, there's there's no doubt you will ever have about Chase. There's we ended up getting Billy Price instead crazy. of Frank Ragnow, and that never worked. That, that didn't have a shot of working. So Frank Ragnow, uh, he's, he's a tough, tough SOB. It's, I think it's, uh, it's the best offensive line of football. And, and look, yeah. you, you, this is going to be a war in the trenches. And it will absolutely be because the opposing defensive line is is one of the best defensive lines of football. I said it, right? Uh, Bosa, Young. Um, uh, the, the, uh, not Javon that run. Javon Kinlaw. The linebackers, are outside of uh, Fred Warner, the outside linebackers are not as, as up to par with everyone else. But I – it's going to be a war in the trenches. It is going to be a war in the trenches. You got to think Hutchinson is up for the task of going against Trent Williams every single every single snap. Yeah, absolutely is, and I think he's he's chopping at the bits of it. And to be honest with you, Trent Williams did not have a great game last week. The off- the 49ers offensive line did not have a great game last week. They don't have a great game this week. You could be seeing another uh, NFC Championship uh, defeat. We'll we'll get to that matchup coming up later on, but then obviously the. Final game of the weekend had a little bit of drama. It's it's wide right part de. If you're a Bills Mafia, Buffalo Bills fan, the Chiefs find a way. <laughs> the Chiefs find a way to advance to the AFC Championship for the eighth year in a row. 
I've stopped the eighth year in a row. I think it's like six out of the last eight, though. It's something along those lines. No, every year that he's been the starter, they've been in the championship game. They've lost to Brady in the championship game. They lost to Burrow in the championship game. He's beaten everybody else in the championship. It's just sad at this point. It's sad that it's, nobody it's, can it's, do it's a not, damn thing about it. It's not sad. And what, what I will say is, is look, you have to have, a, have, have some people step up. There are some teams that need to step up. When Brady was winning all those years, like I said, this is this is this generation's Brady. It's plain and simple, and and I'm and I'm very confident putting Mahomes in that fucking stratosphere right now. It's weird saying that, but I can I can put him in that stratosphere of fear of that motherfucker on the field of putting into every single team he faces. It doesn't matter what the score is. You believe that the Chiefs can still win a football game because of 15. It was the same exact way for Tom Brady for 12 years or 20 years with the Patriots and the Bucks. It's the same exact thing. And the one thing that that teams were able to figure out was like, you have to exploit the differences this team doesn't have. This team does not have a good receiving core. It has a great tight end, but they they struggle outside of Rasheed Rice to get anyone touches consistently. This team, this defense was not good the last couple of years. Obviously this year, they turned into an absolute stud of a defense. You have to exploit teams when, when, when they're struggling. That's what Peyton did when he was here in Denver and went to Indianapolis. That's what Big Ben did in, in, in Pittsburgh when they played them in the early years. Like right now, there's one team in the AFC. One team. That, and, and look, everybody's trying to catch them. Everybody. Because you can say what you want about Josh Allen being Josh Allen Mahomes being being Brady versus Manning. Is that even a rivalry? It, it's if one not, side it's doesn't not. win. It, abs- it absolutely isn't. You could say that Joe Burrow Mahomes could be the could be the rivalry too. Yeah, they've split the wins, but one one team's won two Super Bowls and the one hasn't. Like, they're, Normally, they're, the winner of that game goes to the Super Bowl. I know, but either way, like I. There's no one right now that can touch him. There's no one that can touch him right now, and it's a fucking nightmare scenario for myself and fucking anyone else in the AFC West because, like I said, this is this generation's Brady. It really is, and I, 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 I would love to argue with someone uh, uh, against this because I don't see how you can argue against this because the man just comes out and just beats everybody. And you, look, we, I said it last week. I was like, the man has never played a real playoff game. Let's see how he does. And then he just fucking comes out and balls out. He did the out. same thing. Yeah. He did the exact same thing. Nothing changed. Literally nothing changed. And on the flip side of things, man, I don't know what Buffalo else needs to do. I I, I think Buffalo is running out of answers. You, 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 well, you, 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 elephant you, in the room. Fake, w- w- why do you run a fake punt in that situation? Oh, it's the stupidest play I've ever seen in my, in my life. I, lo- look, I, I had a lot of money on the Buffalo Bills. I'm just going to keep that very, very short and sweet. I had a lot of money on the Buffalo Bills. Why? Why they thought, you know what, it's time to lock up DeMar Hamlin for fucking uh, uh, comeback player of the year. Decided to do it in the fourth quarter. Was it fourth quarter? Maybe it was third quarter. Anyway, second half half of a fucking uh, uh, playoff game against the number one team in your division for the last six, seven years, eight years, whatever it's been. You decided, you must fucking give it to DeMar Hamlin. I lost my mind. And look, the, the football gods gave it back to them too. That's the funny thing. The football god said, here's the, the one, not one of the stupidest, because I, I actually wanted a few people to think this is a great rule. Because if you fumble the ball, you should not get the ball, especially when you roll, roll out of the end zone. So they luckily got the ball back. But the fact that they, I mean, I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know what else they need to do. Because this year is the best, this, this is the best year they've ever had running the football. James Cook looks like an absolute stud. He's going to be a workhorse for them going forward. That's a guy they can rely on. But Diggs has a down year. Gabe Davis doesn't play for half the games. Uh, you, ha- you, had a, you, you drafted Kincaid, who was a great tight end. 
That's a great offensive weaponry. It's not one of the best, but it's a very, very good, sustainable offensive weaponry. You add Von Miller, you add Leonard Floyd, you still have, you, you go out and trade for Rasul Douglas for the Green Bay Packers, who was a top quarterback in football. This team did everything they could to answer every single thing, every single thing they thought they went wrong. And guess what? It still went wrong. It still went wrong. You 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 argued said you know what wait till we play at home wait till we play at home. Only thing I saw was Buffalo Bills fans throwing snowballs at the fucking end zone when they're getting their, when they're losing. It's yeah. the same shit. I, look, I feel bad for Buffalo. I really do, and I really feel bad for Josh Allen because, like I said, I don't know where this team goes from here. I really don't. They're uh, going. To, they're, there's going coach. to have to be massive. There's going to have to be massive, massive changes. This team to get past this because like i said i don't i don't i don't know when i don't know when they would have had a better chance because do you think i i believe this buffalo bills team was is better than the years they've had in the past much better run a game Whoa. defensively cross the board and they just had no answer for, for travis kelsey leaving travis kelsey wide fucking open they have no linebackers oh they had no God. linebackers this year and that look, was Milano was injured and they had a lot of injuries but i will say that but there's 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 so many question marks still for Buffalo, and 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 yeah, it's cute that you won your division again, but other teams your division are catching up, and 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 things are gonna get worse. Unfortunately, your window—I hate to say it, Buffalo—but your window is closing very, very quickly. I think it, it might already be gone. This was this was it, because the windows just don't last long in a sport where you have a salary cap, and and they're gonna have to run into issues at some point. And Diggs has already been pretty. The, the squeaky wheel, if you want to say that. Um, only game that we had different last week was the Texans and Ravens, so that's the one you picked up on me. Then we both picked the rest of the games half and half. So we lost the Bills game because we couldn't pick the Chiefs. Then we won the 49ers and the Lions. So I'm very, interested, I'm very interested to see what you do because you hate both teams in the AFC Championship. I don't want anybody to win oh. whatsoever. No. NFC Championship is the new Super Bowl. That's that's what I want to implement. Um, let's talk about some new head coaches because Black Monday happened, and then now it seems like we're just continuing to get news after news after news. My team lost their um, offensive coordinator, which I think it was time. I, I appreciate what Brian Callahan did here, but we can't keep Joe Burrow healthy in your offense, so something's got to fucking change. And it, it, we're not going to just find these all five all-pro offensive linemen, so – Let's go through the list. Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh. Panthers hired Dave Canales. Patriots hired Gerard Mayo. Raiders hire Antonio Pierce. Titans hire Brian Callahan. Um, the Falcons hire Raheem Morris. So it's those one, two, three, four, five, six so far. And um, Atlanta was rumored pretty heavily towards Bill Belichick. And, and Belichick didn't inter- interview anywhere else, but it seems like he's doing what I he's coming to the premier lacrosse league jimmy as a color commentator that's what we're hoping for look i I work for the league i thought you were breaking news i work for the league i'm not breaking news i'm not breaking news i gotta make sure i disclaimer this i don't i work for the league that is not news i just i I love i love look i love that bill is a big lacrosse guy and and the PLL. he's got nothing else to do during the summer fuck it why why not come watch more lacrosse so i'm gonna say he's a big lacrosse guy and i'm pretty sure he enjoys that more in football so uh yeah that after after Atlanta hiring Raheem Morris, I don't think he's going to go anywhere else because the Chargers job's gone. Um, where the only openings left are the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. There's uh, Redskins. So that's what it, Commanders. Seahawks, 
Seahawks, Commanders, and there's a third team. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but those are the three openings left, and I don't think he wants any of those. I think it was the Chargers job. I think it was the Falcons job, and I think that was it for Bill. I think he'll take some time and go from there. The Titans deciding to go with basically the total opposite. That's normally what teams do, but that's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that Harbaugh chose the Chargers. I get that he has Justin Herbert at quarterback, but it's going to be difficult to – that's going to be a hard culture to flip. And I know that he's going to be gung-ho and think that he's going to be able to do it. Um, let's go on the reverse side. What does this do to Michigan now? Are, do you think that they hire Sharon more after what yeah, he was able to do? It's and, no, and it's no brainer. Moore will be that coach. And look, this this is uh, for Michigan. I don't think they really care. I think that they're I think they're very very happy that they won the national championship. I think they couldn't be happier that my man went out there and got paid. Because now, like I said, he's won a college championship. What's one thing that his brother has done that he hasn't done yet? And that's won a Super Bowl. And look, of the of of the coaching vacancies that were out there, there was two that stood out. It was the it was the Falcons with all the weapons that they have, and it was the San Diego Char or Los Angeles Chargers. That's those are the two. Those are the two. And I would argue that if the Bears let go of Eberflus, he probably would have took that job instead because it's the Bears and he has that that to go around it. But he did play for he did play for the Chargers. Let's not forget he did play for the Chargers. And I think Sharon Moore will be the head coach. I guarantee it. And I think that I think that Michigan also had a thought that. I don't think they want this whole thing over their head. I really don't. I don't think that they want – because there's rumors that they, they could, have been, could have been fine, could have been suspended longer, and that they only did those two games because of how good the team was and that they were in playoff situation, championship situation. And I don't think he said, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. Goodbye. I don't give a damn about your NCAA. Goodbye. See you later. Deal with that on your own end. I went out as a national championship in college football. Goodbye. I think he's very happy with that. I think Michigan should be very happy with that. And Sharon Moore did a very, very good job coaching. I think it was two games or was it three? I don't remember what it was. Two or three games that he, that he didn't. Look, he didn't need to do much because the team was talented. But it's the same – and I'm not going to say it's the Nick Saban effect because Nick Saban is, is a tier of its own. But people went to Michigan for Harbaugh. It's going to take it's going to take Sharon Moore a little bit of a couple of years now to try to try to get back – not get back, but but try to recuperate those recruits again Maintain. like Harbaugh was able yeah. to do. It's going, it's going gotta, to take some time. You got to maintain. And you got to maintain the standard because you develop your players. You get guys in that are five star, three, five, three, four, five star recruits, and then you get them to where they need to go. Um, the other one in your division, Antonio Pierce, he was able to be signed. So Max oh, Max Crosby God. doesn't need to be traded. This made me so happy. Antonio Pierce is not a fucking NFL coach. I, I, I could not have been happier. I'd be like, these guys, this this was a team that was rumored for Bill. This was a team that was rumored for Harbaugh. This was a team rumored for 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 Vrabel. I was like, "Fuck yeah, keep Antonio Pierce, okay?" I, I I'm all oh, as a Broncos fan, I not be more excited. Go ahead, because he did nothing but raw raw your team. It's all he does. It's a fucking raw raw guy. He, he did can the do Broncos little... beat the Raiders in the last week? No, they didn't. They, I'm well aware that they didn't. But, but, but as as a Broncos fan, I'm very, very happy that Antonio Pierce is still the head coach. Is all I'm going to say compared to the other coaches out there, because obviously Harbaugh coming here to division makes life living hell. And look, I, I'm going to go on record and saying this: this is the Denver Broncos. This is this is our quote unquote Cleveland Browns, Detroit Lions run. Hopefully, it doesn't last as long because because we are about to be in some very very dark times and things don't fucking turn around very very quickly because we we are about to be in fucking football hell in a couple of years if things don't fucking shape up because of what your division's at and where it's going 
plain and simple. Because I still believe that this is a two-man race at the top of, of who's going to win a division every year. The Raiders aren't going to fucking touch that unless they unless they hit on a star quarterback at some point, which they won't because uh, they never will. And I I just uh, – it, it, it's brutal. It, it is brutal because Harbaugh is a damn good coach. The question is, will Harbaugh be able to break that, break that, break the, break the fucking curse of San Diego of that team? That's the only question I have. And you still have a god that is Patrick Mahomes your division, so it sucks as a Broncos fan. But Antonio Pierce, I look, I I was chopping this. He's like, oh my god, Max Crosby demands a trade with Antonio Pierce as good. So that means I either get Antonio Pierce still keep be the head coach. Or Max Crosby's gone, so, and I and I'm even happier. So, I, I I I Antonio Pierce. That that's a team that should have fucking threw the bag at fucking Vrabel and threw the bag at, at, at Bill and, and and try to build that fucking build build everything new, everything new. Just like the Broncos should build everything new because that team's that team has Josh McDaniels stank all over it still, all over it. It still has it everywhere. And Antonio Pierce is on that same fucking staff. So I think that they need to start way over, and maybe that's what they thought they were doing when they brought in McDaniel's over over Masaccio, because this is a hire that they made because of the mistake they did with Masaccio. Plain and simple. They 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 said you know we pulled the trigger on Masaccio because we thought well we we thought you know McDaniel's could be the guy. Well, fuck it. Let's see what what, what could have happened and just run with Antonio Pierce, who has a, under five years of coaching experience in the NFL. Yeah, he has. 10 years of NFL playing experience, well, under five years coaching experience in the NFL. So, like I said, as a Broncos fan, hate the Harbaugh hire. That sucks. Absolutely sucks because he's a damn good coach. But Antonio Pierce hire, that makes me think that the Broncos can beat the Raiders finally next year. I just want to mention, we root for teams in the two best divisions in football because for the third year in a row, it's AFC West versus AFC North for the right to the Super Bowl. And uh, my Bengals won it, and then the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where some of the guys that haven't been hired. I, I would have thought Vrabel would have been caught in this cycle. Maybe he's waiting and, and going to see what happens. Maybe he's Chicago next year because Eberflus seems to be on a little bit of a short leash. Um, but that's kind of the only real surprise to me is that he's still available. I, th- I think that he may be just trying to find the right job. I think that's maybe the best thing for him because I think everyone knows he's a damn good coach. And I think there's been a couple of coaches that, that have taken a year off, two years off to wait for the good position. Cause if it's not a perfect position for you, it's not a rebuilding team because Rabel should not be on a team that is starting from scratch. This is a person that comes in to try and that, that, that tries to elevate this team to a Super Bowl, plain and simple. So if, if, if for whatever reason the Bengals have a terrible next year next year and, and Zach Taylor gets canned. Don't put that in my head. I'm just that, saying that's gonna be so mean if it doesn't happen, Nico, because I'm, I'm so happy right now hearing I'm, that from you. I'm just I'm just saying, like there there are a lot of teams out there, Jaguars, Doug Peterson, like there are oh, some have, there, there there are some teams out there that 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 are good teams, Eagles, Eagles, Sirianni, don't do it again next year. What happens? There are some good teams out there, Cowboys. Like there are some prime teams next year that, that this year, this, this, this way the head coaches this year where the bad teams trying to restart next year, in my opinion, it's going to be the wave of, of teams that are contenders that are trying to overhaul changes. And that's what you see with head coaching hires every single year. This year, I think it was the trying the teams that were trying to come up, be better teams, build different 
organizations. That's why you have a lot of young hires. It's not a lot of big, big, big time hires outside of Harbaugh. It's all young hires. And I think next year will be the year that Vrabel sees fucking 10 jobs of playoff teams and be like, yeah, let me pick and choose what I want to do. I think, honestly, you could probably say the same thing about Bill. Because I think if, 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 if McCarthy down in Dallas doesn't work out again next year, I think that's a shoe in that Bill will be a Dallas Cowboy. And that's weird saying that, but I think he wants that record for Barcells. I'm not, I think he's 16, 17 months away. Yeah, it'd be a couple, a couple of years, but I think he wants that. And I, I think that there's a part of him that thinks the Cowboy shop could be the most enticing. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll continue to monitor as, as things break, but let's go ahead and, and break from football because it's been football heavy the last few weeks and people have been missing out on the other sports that we like to cover. And I know that we've still been watching. I've still been listening to a whole bunch of stuff, trying to keep up to date as possible. Things are going well, <clears throat> I would say, um, outside of the fact that, you know, unfortunately Val decided that he has to enter player assistance. So that's the second player so far. I said, I'm fortunate, I, I said, I'm fortunate that he found out that he needed to go. But it's it's interesting that it's the second player this year. I don't remember that being uh, a precedent that's ever been set before. And it seemed like, it, looking back on it now, it seems like it's inevitable because something happened at that playoff run in Seattle at the hotel. The fact that nobody will tell us is a little bit infuriating, but we are just fans. It's not like we're entitled to know something that uh, it happened in somebody's personal life. But he he needs to... Make sure that he's good, number one, first and foremost, before he even worries about anything else. Uh, he's got a family. He's got a kid now. So I, I feel like we should say that first. He, he's got to work on him. And if somehow he's able to come back this season and, and he does have a clear head and playing at full – because he was having a good season. So if he was struggling with all of his issues uh, coming up right now, I, I mean, damn, I, I would like to be able to perform my job as well as he was battling uh, against himself. Uh, I think it's very important, and I'm very happy that he was able to, to to realize the situation, realize at this point of the season, right? This is the fucking all-star break. This is one of the best times to, to quote-unquote, not – to quote-unquote get better, right? It's quote-unquote get better. And, and look, I, I'm very, very happy that he's able to, to get the help he needs. And, I, and like I said, J- Sammy G came back, and he's been playing great hockey. Plain simple. So this and and Val was a, a, one of the one of the most one of the top scorers offensively for our team when he was playing. So it's going to be a great addition when he comes back because I guarantee you he will come back. And I look, th- this team is, is 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 playing such damn good hockey, and there's so many pieces still to come. Lekkinen is still is skating. Val will be coming he's back. Like he, like he's back like, last night. Like he back last night. Like like there's a lot of pieces that this team. Is, is still striving to be, and that's why I have no worries, no problems at all with guys getting help when they need to. Is because this team, we have the best player in fucking hockey right now. It, there's there there is not another fucking human on this planet that is able to fucking take the bras off women in his own stadium and have them throw it on the ice. Okay, uh, there is there is very very few men like Nathan McKinnon on planet Earth right now. Is all I'm gonna say. Okay, and and it's and we'll talk about the All Star thing because he's he, he's he's paired up with. Tate McCray, I don't know who the fuck that is, but it, it, she is kind of attractive, so it is kind of funny. He has a girlfriend. I will say he has a girlfriend. But I look, this team has no problems, no problems. And and I saw some things floating around about trades, about interesting people. Well, obviously we we we, we, we our friends at at Felt has a couple interesting people. Dylan Strom, interesting interesting person. Obviously, uh, Lindholm in Calgary is still a name that's floated out there. 
I and, and something Chicklets brought up today too. I, I think it should, should be a home run. It'd be a home run hire when home run trade would get Mark Andre Fleury to get some get some ease off of off of George's <sighs> back right now because right now there is not a number two. There is not no, a number two right no, now. No, there's not. It's, there's not a number two. In, <clears throat> is in, he going right? to accept the number two role? Oh, absolutely. He already has in Minnesota. Like he, he he's not the number one. He's accepted is, the last couple of years. Like it, Fleury and, is at the point of his career where he's trying to win another cup. There is zero doubt about that in my mind that he can be a number two. And and look, we need a number two. Plain and simple. We wouldn't we need want a number cup. one right now. We don't have well, a number George, one goaltender. Georgie has been playing very very good hockey. He's just been he's under nine hundred on the season. He's he's he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's like way too much. It's because there's no. I know he is. I know he, he is, but this was time. this was his thing. He said that he wanted to play more games, and and it hasn't 80, worked. Seventy games, not seventy out of the eighty-two games, because there's no one to put in net right now to, to to be reliable. We don't win a Stanley Cup without Pavel Francois. Plain and simple, we do not win a Stanley Cup with Pavel Francois. And I do not. And look, if if something, if God forbid, happens to Georgia in the playoffs, I am not throwing Prosvetov in the fucking net and thinking that I'm going to go beat Vegas and that I'm going to go beat Winnipeg and I'm going to go beat Dallas. Plain and simple, I think it is a massive disadvantage. Getting a number two goalie at a very cheap price is what Flurry will be, and Flurry is at the point of his career where it's probably his last couple of years. They already rumor that it is it's his last year of his career. He is not looking to start right now. He is looking to cup chase. And right now, it'd be the perfect situation. It'd be the absolute perfect situation. Because, like I said, Flurry can step in and be the mentor of being like, this is what it takes. and shows Georgiev what it takes to be a number one. Kind of what uh, uh, Lundqvist could have done, but he didn't do. But he did it to Sturkin. Like, you can, you can do this for this kid with him being the number one. With him being the number one. That's the thing is, look, look at the goalies that he, he's mentored in the past, right? You look at Logan Thompson with, with Vegas. You look at uh, 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 you look at Matt Murray or not Mur- Matt Murray, fucking whatever Murray. It, I think it is Matt Murray when, yeah. when he was in Pittsburgh. They mentored them, and they, they were great for a couple of years, great for a couple of years. We're not asking for Georgia to be Patrick fucking Wall. I'm asking him to. I'm asking him to give us damn good time where he doesn't make mistakes, and that and there is not a better goaltender in this generation than Mark Andre Fleury to do that. I, I think that there's comparable players that wouldn't be as much of a media circus. It's like bringing in Tebow to be your backup quarterback. Why would I, your I Why is your backup goaltender going to have more interviews and more airtime than your your head goaltender? It just causes issues. And Georgia, and uh, George, yeah, Georgiev has already been second fiddle in in a bigger market, and now he's in the small market where he's supposed to be the man. And I'd rather just see him be the man. I I think that you can get somebody who's able to back him up that isn't going to have as much hype. And and I think that's probably what you need. It's not like Mark Andre Fleury is is the goat. He's not Patrick Watt. You're not bringing him in for the end of his career. So, and he's not exactly, he's not Patrick Wall. He's not this god of a goalie where he's threatening Georgia. I don't think he threatened Georgia for a starting job at all. Georgia is a top, still top 10 goalie in hockey right now when he's at his best. Yeah, he has his bad nights, but he's still top 10 goalie at his best. Like, he's an all star for a reason, and he's done a great job with, with, with playing with a great defense in front of him with a lot of bad injuries the team has had this year. But I, I will stand on the fact that this team needs a good number two. Has to have a good number two. Has to. It has to. Like there's zero zero doubts in my mind. If 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 because because look what happened when we when we lost to what was it Nashville in the first round in 2019. Fucking the Hamburglar was in fucking net and we lost that series. And then and we, we Calgary we threw out fucking 
I don't even remember who it was. We, we threw out some stupid motherfuckers out there, and I was like, well, the puck's going in every time it gets shot. And that's on your number two, number three. You have to have guys like that. And Fleury is look, Fleury is Fleury is not a media darling. He is not he, he's not a media he's not he's not a he's not a fangirl. He's not a fucking like a guy that, that that needs all the cameras on him. And hell, it might even be better to take the cameras off Georgia and give a little bit to Fleury because Fleury's a guy that's trying to win a cup at this point. And 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 guys like that, in my opinion, are teams that the, are players that the abs need to circle. Be like, this is like this is your time to come get one because of the stars we have and guys like Cogliano, guys like Darren Helm that were searching for cups still, searching for cups still, that were great parts of this team are additions that the Avs could do at the deadline. Just not convinced that's to me, that's just not ringing Andre Mark Andre Fleury, but it could be. It's there's an argument to be made, he is a multiple time champion for a reason. Um, let's look at the standings rest around the NHL so far. So if we're looking at the playoff standings for the Western conference in the central, the avalanche and jets, uh, the jets have two games in hand on us. We played two more games in them, but we're both at 65 points on the season and then Dallas in third. So that would be the three teams in from the central, the three teams from, from the Pacific as it stands, Vancouver, who's the top team in the West. And I believe are they the top team tied for the top team overall with Boston uh, no, that's a huge surprise. Tockett's having a, a insane start on that run. And then Vegas at uh, 62 points and Edmonton righted the ship and they're back at uh, 55 points for those. 12 wins in a row. 12 wins in a row. Connor McDavid. And they finally figured out the goalie situation. 14. I'm seeing 14 today. 14. Uh, it was 12 Oof. a couple days ago. Yeah, 14 in a row. This, look, I, we made jokes about them about not being able to recover from this, but – we forget that that one of the best players in the world is still suited up in this one of the top five players. And another top five players on that same roster. They're like, oh, that's right. Those two are fucking gods when when when, when they want to be. Same. Look, there's a handful of guys in this league that that are that when you see the puck on their stick, there's fear. It's Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl. Like I, it it is it is that fear that that fear that those two dudes have and. Who knows what they'll be able to make a run, but they've been able to get out of this hole. They've been able to get out of this hole and put themselves right back in the mix of things. Yeah, they are they are holding on to the last spot, two points ahead of Los Angeles, who's had a total nosedive, really disappointing season because they had a lot of hype coming in, and they probably should be better than the first wild card team in, and then Nashville, two points behind them at 51 St. Louis, what point behind Seattle, Arizona, Calgary, kind of all hanging out. But the West is definitely still the weaker of the two conferences. I don't think either conference has a team that you look at and go, oh, that's your Stanley Cup champion. Even I think with Vancouver, uh, it, it's not like they're a total shoe in to win. But you can definitely see which side is dead. And after Los Angeles, as I'm looking at this, the rest of the teams in the standings all have minus goal differentials. And I'm seeing here five and five in my last 10, four and five, one, five and five, three and seven, three and seven, four and one. These are just bad stretches of hockey that we're seeing out of all of these other Western Conference teams. And I don't understand. I did. I missed. When did all the Western Conference get its talent on three teams and leave everybody else out to dry? When did this become the SEC? I have no idea. I have no idea. But like I said, it's it, it pays to be a good team in the bad bad conference it does pay because like at like we showed in the cup run and like vegas showed last year and and and, and the last couple of years especially with the blues like you play lesser competition it's a lot easier 
you have a lot more leg and and when it comes to the the sixth, fifth, sixth, seventh game of Santa Cup final, as opposed to the other team that's played seven game wars every single round. Moving over to the Eastern Conference in the Atlantic, Boston tied with Vancouver for number one in the NHL overall, 69 points on the season, uh, beat the Avalanche, I believe, in two games uh, last week. So kind of, you know, flexing their muscles a little bit. Marchand is, is playing out of his mind. Florida at 62 points, second in the Atlantic. Tampa still holding the playoff spot, so they did right themselves. Um, I, I believe that they've done well enough at this point to, to well, still be there. Kucherov is the second best player in hockey right now. Yeah, that's, that's not the he, best. he like, took he, back the lead in points, by the way. He had two goal or two, a goal and two assists tonight. It's, it's the, these those two may trade uh, points leaders every fucking every other night because that until they play on the same night and then it's going to be even again. I these two are just out, out of world right now. Kucherov is playing out of world. If he didn't have that little moment to end the Stanley Cup Finals with, where he threw his gloves and his stick, I'd be singing his praises. But he is, I mean, there's no denying what he's able to produce on the ice. And in the Metro, New York, the Rangers are sitting atop at 61 points. Carolina at 57. Philly's still holding the playoff spot with 56 points. And then for the wild card, you got Toronto and Detroit. Uh, Jersey, four points behind, uh, tied with New York. Oh, by the way, New York, did you see the story? Did you see what they did? They hired Patrick Waz, the head coach. Oh, yeah, the Islanders, good for them. They made it the, the fucking GM or whatever is the biggest Yankee stick up his ass in the world. Made him shave his beard, too. They also lost 4-0 tonight uh, against Montreal, by the way. So, funny funny enough how, how, how things circle around. Look, I love Patrick Wall. I have his fucking jersey signed to my name above my head right now. Like He is one of my favorite Avalanche players of all time. He was not a good coach. <laughs> he is not a good X's and O's guy. Maybe he will be. Maybe he can change and be. But the man is the biggest raw, raw coach you'll ever meet, plain and simple. And he's a damn good at it. And, I, and I'm not denying that he's not. But but when it comes to X's and O's, the Avalanche were one of the, were not one of we were the worst. worst team in the worst team in NHL history with him at the helm because of it. So Take it what you will. I'm happy for him. Like I said, I love seeing him succeed. I don't care um, if he ruins a franchise. He's still a fucking legend in my eyes. So who cares? He won his two cups. Yeah, it's interesting as we sit here now in, in Toronto needing to be in, get into the wild card. You know, Toronto has never won three or they've only won three playoff series in their franchise history one time. And it was in 1936. And it was like a two-game series, a one-game series, and a three-game series. It wasn't a three-seven-game series. They have zero idea what it liter- what it really takes to win a Stanley Cup. They they think they know because they've done it before, but you didn't really do it. It's the Dallas Cowgirls of the of the of the NHL. The team always thinks that they're them, but they're not. And then it, it takes yeah. a, it takes. I would almost say it's the Bears. It's the Bears because Cowboys had somewhat modern success after the seventies. The Bears hadn't been like super successful. They had the '80s run. Um, it's bad. It, it's it ain't. <laughs> Matthews might score seventy goals. That's that's all I got. It's for great for my fantasy hockey team, is all I'll say. Because yes, I do have a fantasy hockey team. He was my number one pick. Kale and McKenna were both gone. That's the only reason why. And I had a third pick, and I was like, "Well, I'm not just not going to take Matthews." You didn't take McDusty with the. 
the third so I, pick? Actually, no, no, no. McKinnon was McKinnon and McDavid were one and two, and I had the third pick, and I just decided to pull the trigger on Matthews because of points production. I was like, you know, what? I love Kale, but he's injury prone. Matthews can put up super points, so that's why I did that. Uh, let's uh, quickly look at the All Star rosters. Um, just I have them pulled up here on ESPN. We'll go conference, uh, Eastern Conference, and Western Conference. Starting things off, David Pasternak, the winger from Boston, Jeremy Swayman, Rasmus Dahlin from Buffalo, Sebastian Ajo, center from Carolina, Boone Jenner, captain for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Alex DeBrinkett, the winger from Detroit, Sergei Bobrovsky from Florida, Sam Reinhardt from Florida, Nick Sikazuki of Montreal, Jack Hughes of New Jersey, Matthew Barzal of New York, Igor Shosturkin of the Rangers, as well as Vincent Trocek, um, because he's replacing Connor Bedard. Yeah, Why would he be replacing Connor Bedard? Bedard, Bedard has a broken jaw still. I, I, I know, but he's yeah. in the Western Conference. That makes. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they're doing this. It's it's by divisions. I don't. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. The the NHL All Star Game, and I'll, I'll let you go through the rest of the NHL All Star Game is. It's losing a lot of steam, and so is the NBA All Star Game, and so is the MLB All Star Game, and so is the NFL Pro Bowl. The All Star Games are turning to shit shows, unfortunately. And this is, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the rules. It's it's basically whose line it is is it anyways, where the rules don't matter and the points, who the fuck cares? <laughs> that's how that's how it is. <laughs> uh, Brady Kachuk also gets voted to the All Star team. Travis Konechny, uh, Kachuk from Ottawa, Konechny from Philadelphia, Sidney Crosby. Uh, having a resurgence, he has 24 goals, 19 assists, and you know he's 36 years old. And we saw him first in the league at like 19, 19-year-old captain, still doing th- doing the thing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nikita Kucherov uh, from Tampa, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, Willie Nylander, and Morgan Riley from Toronto, and then Tom Wilson rounding out the Eastern Conference lineup uh, from Washington. So some names that you would expect, I think. Major surprises. Obviously, Trocek is a replacement. Um, Reinhardt is having a sneaky good season. Reinhardt's right up there with Kucherov and McKinnon for the heart conversation. If those two guys weren't in the league right now, I think it would be Sam Reinhardt would, would be number one for the heart trophy. So he's doing a little bit more than I thought he was, but everybody else was pretty much set. I think they have a weird rule where you're trying to get as much equal representation as possible. So one team, uh, every team gets one representative. I think the only team that's missing out on that is the Blackhawks because the guard can't play. But that's it. Yeah, it, that's why you have a bunch of random motherfuckers like Tom Wilson. The Capitals suck this year. I don't know why Tom Wilson is fucking all star, but it was well, it was nice to beat the shit out of them the he, other night. He, I'll tell you what. He, he's picked a couple fights with some of those dudes, and then he's an all star, ladies and gentlemen. Because Ovechkin is is. This this eight hundred ninety goals, eight hundred eighty something odd goals is just daunting on him because he still has like fifty to go, sixty to go, and he had fifty or sixty to go before the season started. He's been struggling, and everyone thought it happened this year. It's not happening this year. It may not happen next year. Maybe the year after that. And so it's this is Damn. It's getting, getting close. Dylan Strom leads the leads the Capitals in points, goals. Wow. Yeah, they're about teams. Very bad. Wow. I hope Kemper's enjoying his time there. <laughs> yeah. We wait, you shouldn't shouldn't left. Shouldn't have left. Um well Western Conference, we have Frank Vitrano from Anaheim, Clayton Keller from Arizona, Elias Lindholm from Calgary. Doesn't look like he's gonna be available. Maybe he's available for a trade, but doesn't look like they're gonna make him available. 
Uh, Connor Bedard did make it, but he won't be playing with his broken jaw. Georgie from the Colorado Avalanche, Kale McCarr, Nate McKinnon don't get to have an extended vacation. They're all playing in the all-star game. They'll take part in the festivities. Uh, yep. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it, see 898 save percentage on the season, 2.88 goals against average. It's just, it's good. It's no, it's by no means losing hockey, but it just could be better. I, I want it. Want it a little bit better. Jay Gottinger from Dallas, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid from Edmonton, Cam Talbot from L.A., Kirill Kaprizov from Minnesota, Philip Forsberg from Nashville, Tomas Heetel from San Jose, Rob Thomas from St. Louis, Bjorkstrand from Seattle, Brock Besser, Thatcher Demko, Quinn Hughes, J.T. Miller, Elias Pettersson from Vancouver. That's what happens when you're the top team in, in the league. Jack Eichel, Kyle Connor, and Connor Hellebuck. Kyle See, Kyle Connor also says here that he's replacing the inter- injured Connor Bedard. So what the? It doesn't make it doesn't mean shit. I, Nothing I, means anything. No, the All Star games don't mean shit. That's just thank you for pointing that even further. <laughs> I'm happy That's for it. our guys, but don't shout out it. shout out to yeah. tell it as it is. But they hit they had it right when they said at the beginning, like I'm kind of pissed that Georgie McKinnon and McCarr, like yes, they deserve to be All Stars, but I'd rather them get a long break. This is when they need to rest. I don't need them skate like doing the fastest skater competition and playing in bogus games. Oh, you win a Toyota Sonata, twenty twenty two. It's it's matter. two years old. That's the best we can do. I'm sorry, Batman's cutting our budget everywhere. Um, Nico, for the next segment of the show, I'm just gonna let you go off with what you think needs to be discussed because we haven't talked basketball. So catch. Catch the people up on what they need to know. NBA well, rebound. Well, well, we had the first for the seventh. It's either seventh or eighth time in NBA history someone scored seventy points. It was Joel Embiid. So I will give my kudos where kudos are due. He's one of the best offensive weapons in today's game. And if he if he doesn't miss nine more games for the rest of the season, he'll be the MVP. So congratulations, Joel. I could care less though because we're focused on one thing here in Denver, and that's the championships. Another championship. So I'm happy for Joel that he's getting the flowers. Um, the, the Milwaukee Bucks have uh, fired their their head coach after a 34 and 11 start uh, to the season. Yes, you heard that correct. The number two seeded Milwaukee Bucks have fired their head coach after a 34 and 11 start at the helm and decided to bring in, everyone knows my thoughts on Doc Rivers, but one of the worst head coaches and one of the most overhyped head coaches in NBA history, Doc Rivers, to replace him. And so halfway through the year, not even halfway through the year, very close to halfway through the year, they they have decided, eh, fuck it, let's go get Doc Rivers and say it and not do it for the season. Say, you know what, Adrian Griffin's our guy. You know, you're winning a lot of basketball games. No, not good enough. 34 and 11 is not good enough. We're, we're going to go get – Great playoff performer, Doc Rivers. So glad, happy for happy for Giannis. I hope they got the guy because they're going to be a second round exit, and and, and that's 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 the Doc Rivers slang. Second round exit, lose three one in the playoffs. Plain and simple. So congratulations, Milwaukee. You've not you were not winning the NBA championship this year. Then you go to a couple of trades. Terry Rozier goes to Miami Heat. Kyle Lowry, big booty Judy over there going to Toronto or to Charlotte. He'll probably be a uh, foot for somewhere else. And then uh, obviously Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, NBA champion. Toronto Raptors got traded to uh, the Indiana Pacers for Brucey B and, and a couple of pieces. So uh, those are those are those are the main stories. The Nuggets had a be- Nuggets uh, five and two in this road trip. 
Um, we just lost a battle against New York. It was the last game of the road trip. Luckily, coming home Saturday, midday, we have Godzilla vs. King Kong live in the Mile High City. So I, I am very, very excited. Hopefully, the Duck plays is all I'm going to say. Hopefully, the Duck plays Saturday because last year he didn't play and I was there and I was fucking very pissed off. So I hope I hope the Duck plays next, on Saturday and, and, and that we have a colossal, colossal showdown and a future matchup that, that that will that will hopefully be the NBA Finals on, on coming into Saturday when Philly plays Denver in, in uh, at Ball Arena. There was a shot in there. You also said you wanted to play him in the finals. I, I there's a, a lot of big stuff. I know that it's we're coming up on the All Star break. Where the NBA loves to turn out news, but the crazy thing is when the playoffs are going on, I could I I honestly don't even need to go out of my way to avoid it, and it just won't even come up. My algorithm doesn't send it to me nothing nba is a total blind spot and i have to acknowledge that which makes sense i fall asleep watching college wrestling duels and and, and gcu lopes of two losses on the year still still one of the best records in college basketball hashtag rank the lopes is all i'm gonna say rank the fucking lopes rank us is all i'm gonna say we just i'm hoping we're back. seeing them in, in march madness i'm hoping we I will get to pick them as I a first round exit in my march madness bracket Guarantee you we will. I just hope that we like I said it was my Christmas wish last year. So hopefully yeah, I get a win this year. So we'll it was see. the Christmas wish. Um I I think we're at a good spot. It's time to break down these championship game matchups. I'm gonna put it up underneath us. Those are the standings. You're ahead by 10 points. Um, we'll see if we're the same or different on the two games, and then when with the prop bets that you can do for the Super Bowl. That's how we'll still make it interesting. That way nobody gets blown out and, and there's still a chance no matter what. Um, can't believe there's only three weeks. There's three weeks until Super Bowl Sunday. Like, what the, how is it already February? It does feel it does feel really, really close. And it's still, it's still a long, long ways away. It's, it's crazy. Deal. It is crazy. Um, AFC is going to be second. So let's put up the uh, NFC Championship first, the one that's going to be getting on and getting it over with in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium, Detroit, first time since 1991. Very similar, very, very similar to the Bengals story from a couple of years ago, taking on the 49ers, seven-point favorites at home, tough game on uh, Saturday. You get the extra day to recover. The Lions had to play Sunday. They're coming to your house, first time that they're traveling this playoffs game, uh, playoff series. I don't remember. Oh, he, Jared Goff has gone on the road in the playoffs, so we don't have to talk about that. He beat New Orleans, whatever you want to say about that pass interference call. He beat New Orleans in the Superdome. Uh, so we, we don't have to mention that. And, you know, San Francisco, to their credit, did what they needed to. Everybody was just penciling in they were going to get a rematch in this round. And, and everybody said, oh, the 49ers and Eagles are going to play. And a lot of people were leaning Eagles were going to win that matchup. But guess what? There's only one team. That, that's here from last year, and that's Kyle Shanahan, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, guess what are your thoughts? What are what are the so, things that stand out? So, look, look I, I will just say in general, there's a couple ways when you're betting on these games. A couple things you got to take into account. One is the Super Bowl logo fucking shenanigans, obviously. The Bengals-Rams Super Bowl logo had orange and yellow. Super Bowl matchup. Um, the uh, what was it? Chiefs and Eagles, green, green and red, or yeah, green and red in the logo. Super Bowl matchup. 
logo this year, purple and red. Obviously, that leads to Ravens versus 49ers, if everyone thinks so. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's wrong. Who knows? I will say, look, the 49ers should if, – if, if, they, if, if they keep the Lions in this game, they, it's going to be a problem. It is going to be a problem, I think, for them. I don't. I think they can get, get caught again if they try to fuck around again, because because the Packers were a much far less team, lesser team than the Detroit Lions right now. Because, like I said, you give you give the, the city of Detroit, you give Jared Goff, you give Daniel Dan Campbell some hope. There's problems. It's going to be stewing. Is all I'm going to say. There's going to be problems stewing. If you give these dudes hope, there's going to be problems doing. And I, I look, hand up. I'll be rooting for the Lions. Hand up, hand up. I, I will I pick that way. I haven't decided yet. I'll get to that in here in a second. But I will be rooting for the Detroit Lions because I love Detroit story. And and look, I I want to I want to see Detroit get some love. I I really really do. And San Francisco had like I said, it's the most talented team. San Francisco is the most talented team in football. There's zero. Zero, zero, zero doubt about that. I say it over and over again on the show. They should, they should by no means come out there and not punk this team. They should by no means not come out and punk this team because the Lions had beat a Rams team that the 49ers beat twice this year. They came out, beat the Bucks, who barely made the playoffs with playing the worst division of football. Like, like they, they, they've played two lesser quote unquote opponents. Obviously, the Packers not as good, but the, and, and the 49ers are only to put one game, but the Lions are tested. The Lions are tested. The 49ers are healthier. I am going to go 49ers here. I will say I will go 49ers here because I think that they're the better team. I really do. I really think that they should be the Super Bowl favorite going in to, to Vegas. I really – and I think that if they play – if they make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a home game. It will be a home game for them as opposed to playing anyone else Plain simple, like right. Baltimore's across the country. Kansas City's half the country. Detroit's across the country. It'll be a home game, basically, just like it is every game in in in, in that Vegas stadium. Anyways, when the Raiders play at home, no pun, no 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 punches thrown, but had to throw that in there. Forty hours win this week. They they will. I I I I believe in that. I just have to. I cannot pick with my heart. With my with my heart, I'm gonna pick with my gut. And my gut feeling is saying that the 49ers will make the Super Bowl because they are the overall better team. But that won't stray me away from rooting for the Lions. <laughs> just pointing that out. It will not stray me away from 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 rooting on Cinderella runs. There's a reason why I fill out 15 March Madness brackets and when it comes to March fucking uh, uh, 10th through 11th and that weird fucking time after the bracket and before the bracket starts. I love the Cinderella's. I love the Cinderella's. And there is a bigger Cinderella slip right now than Detroit Lions, and especially when you play the juggernaut. And I think this this week, this weekend, unfortunately, the juggernaut will take control. Yeah, I'm going to be picking the 49ers and similar. I, I want the Lions to win. Um it's just uh, the pick'em strategy at this point. I can't take that wild of a swing. With with the game cost fifteen points, there's just sometimes it, it does come down to the better team is going to win. It doesn't matter whatever else you can think of. Cinderella runs the the carriage turns back into a pumpkin at midnight. And when is the clock going to strike midnight? Is it going to be this week? Is it going to be in the Super Bowl if they do make it that far? Uh, I, their defense is what scares me because that offense will be able to exploit them and, and they'll have guys they're, running very, booty very butt poor, naked open. It's very, very poor run defense and uh, the best running back in football is on the other side. Yeah, it's 
it's a tall task, but I think the Lions deserve a lot of kudos for being there. We're both picking San Francisco, so that leaves the AFC Championship. Why does this game even exist? Why does this game even have to take place? I would have loved Buffalo versus Baltimore. I would have enjoyed that. I think you would have enjoyed it more, too, than this. Look, I – the Chiefs just getting shoved on my fucking throat. Pause on that every damn week, and, and having to see Taylor pop up on the screen after every Travis Kelsey catch. And look, I love Jason Kelsey. I have no problems with Jason Kelsey taking his shirt off, and going into Buffalo, and doing that. No problems with Jason Kelsey at all. Let me point that out. He should have been Break the fucking the tank. Break the tank. I just I uh, I'm going Baltimore because I cannot root for Chief success. Okay, plain and simple. And I and I'm very interested to see what you do here. But I'm going Baltimore because I think I I think and I'll be very careful with what I'm saying here. I think that they're the better all around football team. I think that they're much better that much better. But I think they're they're much better defensively than than uh, than Buffalo. I think that the, 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 they can get to Patty Mahomes a lot quicker than what Buffalo was able to. I think that they the, they have the linebackers and Patrick Queen and company to to try to slow down Travis Kelsey. I, th- I think Marlon Humphrey can lock up, maybe not lock up, but slow down Rasheed Rice. I think that they're going to str- they're going to have to rely on Isaiah Pacheco to win this football game, and I think that the Ravens could come out scoring a bunch of points. And hit the Undertaker theme music. Mark Andrews is walking back into M and T Stadium and playing and playing a no, football game. Okay, uh, look, it is it is almost a sure bet that you throw Mark Andrews anytime touchdown score if he's playing. I'm pretty sure he's playing. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but uh, all signs are pointing to him playing. I'm going Ravens. I cannot root for the Chiefs. And look, I I know you hate the Ravens. Now you hate the Chiefs. Look, I will say I did. Did have Ed Reed jersey growing up, so I, and I loved the U, and I loved all the Miami guys, and, my, and Ravens had a lot of Miami guys, so I had no problem with the Ravens growing up. And I then, like I said, I had a Ed Reed jersey growing up. If I could find that Ed Reed jersey, I'd fucking wear it because that's how much I despise the Chiefs. I, I I just cannot 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 deal with Taylor for fucking Super Bowl. I really can't. I really can't. I really can't. I, I just they're they're, they're the scriptwriters. May force it down our throats because, as we've seen years past, the scriptwriters have 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 done some fucking crazy shit to make sure that the NFL stays atop on top of ratings and top of everything. And look, am I lying to you that the 49ers versus 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 uh, versus the Chiefs would be more watched than the Ravens versus the Lions? Absolutely, it would be. But I don't give a fuck about ratings because I enjoy football as it finest. I don't need to see Taylor every second of the screen. I don't need uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Jackson Mahomes shoved down my throat. I don't need that. I enjoy football as it is. Keep football how it is. And, 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 I'm gonna be, and I will go with the Baltimore Ravens. I, like I said, it, it's come down to one man to save us, save us from, 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 from that defeat. And I know – I'm I'm now being quoted as the Taylor Swift hater on this podcast, and I hate it because look, all I'm gonna say is Taylor's new shit sucks. Country Taylor is the best, and fuck, someone can come fight me on that. But I I cannot, I just can't, I can't, I can't leave football the way it fucking is. Okay, this is our fucking sport. The fuck away from it. Okay, give me the Ravens. Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, Nico, I think is like oh, it's very scary, very scary. An insane amount against the spread. 
And yeah, I don't necessarily want the Ravens to win another Super Bowl before the Bengals get get one. So with the division in mind, I don't really like either team, but it would be more fun as I'm watching new heights each week if the Chiefs do go on that extra run. Maybe I want to see them lose in the Super Bowl. I want to see a rematch. It would be the first time since like the 1980s that the season would start and end on the same game. If it's Chiefs and, and Lions, then this regular season started at the Chiefs and Lions and it ended Chiefs and Lions. That would be kind of cool. I just – I'm kind of hoping Baltimore gets the shit their shit pushed in. I want, I want Kansas City to make this one hurt. Stuff it down their face. No pause. Send it on the other end on the way out. <clears throat> that's that's fair. It's fair. It's fair. I, I but not, I don't I don't I don't hate you for doing that. If it like I said, you don't like the Chiefs. I know you don't. I know you just, you just hate your divisional opponents more, and I do too. I specifically cannot stand Taylor and Travis being shoved down my throat. I know you can't stand the Ravens getting to another Super Bowl. Um, if Lamar Jackson can point. turn around and look at me and say I am a quarterback because I won a Super Bowl, what do I have in life? Yeah, where, I mean, where does my fo- where does my fun go? The conversation is end is over if Lamar Jackson wins a Super Bowl. That's all I'm gonna say. The man is an NFL quarterback, and they'll have to quit content. I'll have to quit the content game because that's my only opinion, and I'm stuck by it. Well, my other opinion is that Tyler's delusional and Brock Purdy sucks, but he Brock Purdy proved that himself over the weekend. Lamar definitely did prove also that he is a quarterback and he's a dog. Yeah. Hold, he only threw for 150. Dog. He only threw for one. Yeah, he also threw for, ran for a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> only threw for one hundred fifty, but he also had another hundred on the ground where, where they literally couldn't touch him. <laughs> so and ran for two touchdowns. So only threw for one fifty, still scored two touchdowns by himself. Still running back. Still winning football games and one went away from the Super Bowl. I will never, never, never in the team, never for the team in purple. Um. That's uh, going to wrap us up here on episode 169 of Far Under the Bench. We got we were able to get to everything. NFL, NHL, NBA, all of it, divisional round, AFC championship. Uh, we'll see what happens. But we have the 49ers coming out of the NFC. I have the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. Nico has the Ravens. So we'll see what happens there. Games are worth 15 points this weekend. Uh, we'll be back again next week live for another round of the playoffs. And uh, I'll be back on Sunday for talking the gridiron. We only got a couple more of those coming up this season. Last Sunday, our most watched video ever. So come join in, see what other people are seeing. But we had John from Out of Your Falcon Mind on the podcast. And uh, he's obviously, they just released their show tonight. So go listen to them, see what he has to hear about Raheem Morris. But Variety Sports Network, check them out. Check us out. Subscribe, like the video, follow us on social media at FEOTB pod at Variety underscore sports underscore. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm ready to go into yet another weekend of wrestling tournaments and duels and not having any energy whatsoever. I'm spent by Sunday is my new mantra. That's all, all I'm going to say. Speaking of wrestling, CM Punk's winning the Royal Rumble. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh. There's your wrestling for the week. Ooh. I don't want it. I don't want it. Uh, he took a job. He took a job. All right. Before I go completely off the rails, episode 169, Far Under the Bench podcast for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench.